Hallelujah. We'll conclude it in breaking orphan, orphan registries. How many of you have been blessed so far during this course of learning how to break orphan registries? I believe God is highlighting development tactics and tools to help us to understand um, ourselves so we can learn to stand in every aspect of our lives to know that he's God. And so as we go down this road and breaking orphan registries, how many of you know God didn't call you to be an orphan? He said, I've adopted you. I have adopted you. You, 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 you are in my family now. You, you've come now into me. You, you've, you've not in bondage unto fear again, but I've adopted you, so which we call Abba Father now. It, now you're in my family. I, I'm, I don't want my body responding like orphans. I, I don't want orphan responses. And so as we mature, we learn to not have orphan responses in our mess-ups, not having orphan responses in our slip-ups, not having orphan responses when we don't do the right thing, but learning to follow and go after him. And so as we identify these registries, this morning, if I was to subtitle this, I'm going to teach you how to triumph through travail. I'm going to learn how to triumph through travail. Can you say amen? John 16, 20. And it reads, Very verily I say unto you that ye shall weep and lament, but the world shall rejoice. And excuse me, I, I pulled out the King James on this one, so I'm going to hit you with a couple of yees, but I don't know if he yees it up there. So... Just stay with me. Amen. Uh, sometime wording matters. Amen. Amen. Verse, 20, uh, verse 20. But your sorrow shall be turned into joy. Verse 21. A woman when she is in travail hath sorrow because her hour is come. But when she is delivered of the child, she remembered no more the anguish. For the joy that a man is born into the world, and ye therefore now have sorrow, but I will see you again, and your heart shall rejoice, and your joy no one take it away from you. I know that's a testimony in itself. Tell somebody, nobody going to take my joy anymore. Glory to God. You may be seated. And a woman, when she is in travail, had sorrow. Because her hour is coming. How many of you sense your hour? Come on, you're in transit for your hour. You're in transit for your hour. And we learned last week that we, we must come familiar with the pretest before the test. Um, Jesus prepares us um, through different elements of life and you know, God is rebuilding our taste buds for the spirit. Tell somebody he's reestablishing my taste buds. Yeah, he, he's, he's helping me to change my spiritual diet. And uh, the, most of the things sometimes that we go through, it's not personal. He's teaching you how to have a diet after him. The average believer, and this is not a, a, to knock anyone down. We have to learn these things. But the average believer has not learned the language of staying in ascension realms of the spirit. We're still in bottom base 
Christianity. And Jesus is saying, I, I don't want you to stay. You should be teachers by now. You, 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 we should be te- How many of you know we should be teaching? But there is no way that we should be in church for 10 years and still what, what Paul calls elementary class. Don't, don't, don't. Come on. He's saying you should be teachers by now, but you need someone to teach you again the elementary principles that govern certain ascension realms. And so as we're building in God, we got to understand that the diet of the spirit is learning how to be led on a day-to-day basis. Somebody say, I'm learning to be led. Yes, some of my thing, the things that I'm feeling and the things that I'm going through and the things, is God pulling you out of what you were conformed to, to out of that language of conformity into the spirit realm of a conformity. It's not going to feel good. It's not going to be right because he had to get you familiar with freedom by the spirit by because if he makes it too tasteful in your flesh you might not be willing to come so he makes it very uncomfortable in things that are not him come on I don't know about you when you mature you start saying thank you Jesus for not leaving me there thank you for not leaving thank you for making it untasteful here because I would have got so thinking this is where I'm supposed to stay. So he he makes things very uh, unfamiliar. He he makes it uncomfortable. And and sometime when he's transitioning us, he's teaching you how to have a taste bud for the spirit. He got to change our spiritual diet, our our diet has to be spirit. I, I, I know you keep hearing that, but you got to understand the language that governed that. It, 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 the, the, the taste bud, the, 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 the appetite have to be spirit. Because if the appetite is not spirit, the adversary is very wise in this. He knows how to make you cerebral in your approach. He knows how to make you strong. He knows how to make you mighty in you. He knows how to make you build up your power and start walking high and mighty. And, and the reality of it is their weakness, there's weaknesses that's picking your life. That can only be orchestrated by the spirit realm. And, and this is why those who are wise know that the flesh probably don't. If you're going to do anything with me, do not highlight my flesh. Uh, if you're going to do anything with me, do not pump up my flesh. Uh, see, m- maturity says the flesh profits nothing. Uh, don't give me too much credit in my flesh. Don't, don't give me to, don't give me, the, I know I got the degree, but don't give me too much credit in my, all right, Jesus. I, I know I got the job, but don't give me too much credit. I know I got the money, I got the house, I got the car. Don't give me, because if you mistakenly give me too much credit in my flesh, you might believe that it was because of the flesh that got me here. No, no, it is not by might, and it's not by power, but I've learned to ascend by the Spirit. Tell somebody, don't give me too much credit in my flesh. Don't help me out in there. I don't need help there. I I, I need you to help me stay with God. I need you to help me trust in God. I need you to help me. Even when I sound real good and I sound scriptural, but if you don't sense that spirit, I need you to help me say, "Ah, come on down here. Let's make sure that this is the right line that you're in because I need to make sure that I'm with him. So when God is changing the trajectory of your expectation, when he's changing the trajectory of how you perceive life, when he's changing your expectation, your taste buds, 
know that your God is for you. Tell somebody, he is for me. He, no, 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 he is for you. He, he came to give you a hope and a, a, a future. His promises are good for you. He said, I, I'm, I'm for you. I, I came to bring you a hope and a it, It's defilement of deception that's trying to creep on your life. Never mistake what I am to you. Never mistake what I am to you. Because the adversary's goal, watch this, because he knows, watch this, he knows that the things based on where you are, that I will never leave you. But he knows if I can deceive you, you will leave me. I read in my Bible that nothing, nothing can separate us from the love of God. Not tribulations, not trials. He even went to say, not even principalities. Wait, God, I thought the devil made me step away from you. No, it was deception of not knowing. See, see he wants you to step away. But no, 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 I, I didn't leave. You, you, he wants you to step away. Because when you start mistrusting my alignments, then you're going to take a step back. In your commitment, because he understands when you step back in your commitment, he wants you to learn to violate covenant. Uh, yeah, I'm going to talk le legislative, too, in this. Yeah, he, 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 when you step back in commitment, you forget what you signed off on. But God is so faithful that he restores us by that blood of the lamb. You say amen. So I want you to know. That God is changing your spiritual appetite. And some of you are going faster than others. <laughs> How many of y'all feel like God is changing that quickly? He's, in a, he's doing a quick move in me. Jesus. God, if you were going to just left some of the problems back, just give it to me incrementally. How many of y'all, God, just give me things increments. Don't just throw it pile up on me. I, I, I'm, I'm learning how to die to myself. But, you know. You're trying to get me a knife to take me out right away, huh? Let me just cut slowly. I died in that one. See, we want to cut slowly. <laughs> but we pray quickly to get there. So you have to understand that God is trying to change your diet. Because a mature diet knows the breakage it's too, it's too costly. The, the breakage with fellowship is too, it's too costly. See, see, sin costs. No, 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 I'm not, I'm not, I'm not raving and, and busting you in your head over sin. No, that's not what we're doing. But, but, but I want you to understand when you mature, sin costs too much. And beyond what it does to God, it what it does to you. See, that's maturity in God. That's the fear of the Lord. God transitioned you out of thinking it's about him upon you, but you start really living from the, and tasting that he is good. And you don't want to leave that goodness of God. So when the fellowship breaks, you start seeing yourself working harder than what you're used to by the Spirit. You start thinking in different ways than you used to, where you can go and ease by the Spirit. Can you say amen? No. We have been highlighting dealing with the arrested development, arrested, arrested development, dealing with mental 
orphan registries. And, and when we're dealing with mental orphan registries, we all have elements of our being, elements of ourselves that God is trying to mature us in. And, and, and these things come from usually childhood. These things come from how we've been brought up, things that we've heard, things that we've been built by. And, and we have to identify because the word is coming. How many of you know the word is searching you consistently? Yeah, he said the word is coming to divide some stuff in you. And so I have to learn how to allow the word of God to consistently search me. David says, search me, oh God. Find anything that's not like you. I, I want to be in alignment with you. And so search those things that's in me that's consistently telling you no. You know, I don't tell God, no, 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 hold on, be careful. Lord, deal with those no's in me. There's areas of me that still tell you, no, I'm not interested. There's still areas of me that tell you, no, that's too much for me right now. There's still areas of me that I'm still in control. There's still elements of me that still in justified justification, revelational justification. And I have to allow you to deal with these areas because they're not rooted in truth. They're rooted out of bitterness. They're rooted out of orphan registries. It was rooted out of you not feeling something here or feeling something there or not having something that you needed. It was a debt that was somebody owed you something. But I'm teaching you how to forgive debts properly. But I have to teach you how to know how to deal with all the elements of your being properly. Because if I don't teach you that, you're going to continue to think that reading the Bible only is going to solidify what I'm really trying to do in the storyline of your heart. You can read all you want, but if that word don't come alive where you can live through it. I think we, we don't realize that the last day deception is not coming through people who know a lot of stuff. It's coming through people who haven't learned how to submit to that spirit life. Because knowing the word and living through a word is two different things. They search the scriptures thinking that it gives them eternal. This is what your Bible says. They search through the scriptures. They find through the scriptures thinking that that gives them eternal life. I read the Bible thinking that it's going to give me eternal life. Scripture is good because a study to show yourself approved. How many of you know we need people to learn to study? Because some of us are all over the place with the Bible, and that's okay. We're learning. And we, the biggest thing we're learning is to be committed to the word. Because we, now see, when you got to go to get a degree, you read 10 books. We just got one. Yeah, it's just one. Pastor going to tell me when he gets to church. No, Pastor. No, bring your Bible. When you get to college, they make you pay for the books. They even look. You ain't got a book. What? And they give you a grade. And you're like, oh, no. But when we come to church, we've allowed grace to cover everything. So we don't care what you have. Because we're just going to cover everything with grace, right? Well, immaturity, it, it, it breeds deception. Immaturity breeds deception because there are areas of uh, life that the adversary gets a little more wiser with, with the believers. And where we haven't learned the elements of spirituality 
and where revelational justification and all these things come about, we stop knowing the ways of God. There is a different, there's a way. Tell somebody there's a way. Which means how you do things matter. Say that with me. How I do things do matter. So it's not always just get the job done. How I get the I don't know none of y'all going, nobody docked the table, and he just saying, I'm just going to get the job done. No, doc, I, doc, I need you to make sure you follow procedure. And if the procedure agrees to go wrong, you better have some discernment. In fact, let me lay hands on you. Somebody give me some oil. Y'all got oil? Let me go into a, a, a spiritual Ephesus. You don't, tr- don't put your trust in everything people do. Stop being naive, church. Stop being naive. We are naive people. And you only as that naive as you're not committed to the spirit. He said, be not conformed to the world, but be ye. Okay, so the conformity of the world is the systems that govern it. Be not conformed to the systems that govern the world. I don't care if you have a degree. I need to know you know what you're talking about. Because anybody can pass a class. How many of you remember everything you learned in school? None of y'all. See, that's the problem. Anybody can pass. All right, see, I just gave you a quick test. Anybody can pass a class. Some of y'all passed. You you studied just to pass. As soon as that test was turned in, if I asked you what you did, and you don't remember. I don't know. Jesus. Some of y'all had wondering eyes. You still in repentance, but. God forgave you. God forgave you. Tell somebody, he forgave me. He forgave, he forgave you. Yeah, I, I had some of those too. It's all right. Don't take my degree back, Jesus. I was unsaved, though. Justification. I, was un- I, ain't, I, I ain't had it all that glory. We're going to go to the altar after this. So God looks at your standing to know how deep your arrested development is. He looks at your standing. Having done all to stand, stand. There's a standing. God said to put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand the wiles of the adversary. And and sometimes proof is in the pudding. Somebody say the proof is in the pudding. The the proof, how God processes us is he starts to prove us. And and, and that proving is for a pruning. Uh, uh, The proving is for what? A pruning. He's pruning you to make sure that he can authenticate you for where he's trying to take you. So some of the processes that we go through, he's trying to authenticate us for the level that he's trying to take us. It's easy to say faith, but to go through and stand and know he's God through faith is two different things. I can I can say I have faith, but I can't deal with you. I can say I have this, but those cracks, the adversary is still micromanaging me based on the cracks in my unsubmitted areas in me. Tell somebody he's micromanaging my unsubmitted areas. It's not the submitted areas. See, the submitted areas, you've known God, but there's sometimes the cracks of the unsubmitted areas, are, are, they are strong. 
And God, I need you to deal with the cracks in my unsubmitted areas. Because if you don't deal with the cracks in my unsubmitted areas, sometimes those cracks, it, it correlates to an event. In that event, I actually go into an awareness that I'm not really understanding the truth of your word in the moment. Because pain starts to talk. The Bible says there is no language without interpretation. There, there is no word. Be careful thinking that we just talk. You, you're not just talking. Something is always orchestrating a word. Be, be careful. It, it, I, I'm coming through my studies. I've, I've, I've actually believed, wanted to believe that, that nothing that we say is not rooted from somewhere. So much so, it makes so sense. Watch this. Let, let, let's go to the scripture. Come on, let, let's go to uh, 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 Master in Biblical Precepts real quick. So much so, watch this, watch this. I will judge you for every word. Whoa. Oh, so hold on. So words do matter. Even my jokes. It, all right. Yeah, all right. That's not what I came for. I, I don't want nobody's face sour this morning. Every, yeah, even he tell you to be careful how you're joking. Lord Jesus. I because when you have liberty in your heart, it's not about your joke. It's about who you're talking to. You can joke how you want by yourself. Go ahead and look in the mirror and go crack some things. <laughs> y'all know y'all crack some jokes by yourself sometime and laugh. And people say, what's wrong with that man? The joy of the Lord, brother. <laughs> You, you have to realize that God is looking at how you are built. And, and, and I said this last week, that he's trying to build the architecture of you. You have an architecture. There's a, the, the, a standard of architecture that's needed to handle the level that you're going to. This is why he's building you strong. God is building you with a backbone. Listen, church, you're not here just to hear a, a message to be excited. Excitement is good and encouragement is good. But above all else, this man from God is trying to teach you how to be strong. I, I, I'm not interested. If the excitement don't point to strength, I, I'm not interested. Because if you're not developing in strength, what are we doing? Which means I got, we're learning how to deal with devils when we get home. Deal with principalities when we're dealing with ourselves. you got to know how to deal. He's building you a backbone of strength. Yeah. A government is strong. God's kingdom is strong. He want to show his card. But he need a vessel that he can trust to show it. Can he find expression in you without me? Standing up before him. Can you say amen? No. I, I, I took too long there. So I want you to understand that God is building our what? Spiritual diet. He's building our what? Spiritual diet. Spiritual diet. And, and how and why he continues to do that is he, he's needing you to learn how he speaks to you. He, he needs you to learn his unctions through you. Many times God speaks language. He speaks spiritual language in our life and we have no idea. If you don't have no idea how God speaks, you can undermine. You can, uh, uh, you can cast off the restraints of what God is trying to do. Jesus said, do not, uh, uh, um, don't, 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 uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? He, he said, don't, don't. Uh, 
purge the spirit. Don't, don't quench the spirit. Don't quench him. Don't undermine him. Don't cast him off. Don't quench him. Don't what? Don't grieve him. Don't undermine him. Don't. So if we don't know how he speaks, how can we live from him? And you have to realize that, that without God quickening us, somebody says there's a quickening. God quickens us. This is why sometimes you're driving and you feel like crying. He's quickening you. Sometimes you're just washing dishes. You ain't deep. You ain't even thinking about nothing. But he's, he's doing something in your heart. I was just washing the last cup, and I don't know what's going on. I feel like just crying. I don't, he, 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 he's doing something in you. But if we're not careful, what we do is we start standing strong in a time of quickening. And you're casting off what God was trying to solidify in your being. Most of us, we, we, we are uh, smart mentally, but emotionally we are very broken. Because when you cast off a quickening, you can say scripture, but you're broken inside. All right. Yeah, because, see, God wants to do what he wants to do the way he wants to do it. And when you have a quickening, it helps you. See, even when you're trying to pray by yourself, you're still provoking a quickening by God. There is nothing you can't pray by yourself. Let me help y'all. You can't pray by yourself. doesn't mean it meant anything to me because until the word becomes personal you don't have a testimony that it's my God shall supply all my needs all right see that you, you, you're missing what I'm saying see when he's when, when Paul and Peter and and, and and they say my God shall supply all he's saying my God I don't know about yours we have the same God but my God I know my God that's personal My God will heal. All right. Why do you ask somebody to pray? 
because you believe they're God. That's why in the Old Testament, they used to deal with principalities and demons and say, I come in this one name. What were they saying? Because I come in this one name, I believe in their God, so you got to do based on their God. Well, we still do the same thing because we remove the responsibility and understanding. There's nothing wrong with that uh, uh, coming from a place of gathering together and learning together how to grow up in God with knowledge. Grace and peace multiplied in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. But you have to learn to grow up so your God shall supply all needs in your life. Tell somebody I'm gonna go, not going to stay stuck. It's going to learn. I'm going to learn as my God. It's nothing wrong. Sometimes I don't have it all, and I'm going to conjoin with the believers, and I'm going to ask pastor and ask apostle, and I, but I'm not going to believe that God is a respectable person. All right, y'all look like y'all uncomfortable with this. See, see, no, 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 no. See, you want the priest. You want me to stay. You want somebody to stand behind the desk, give you a couple of quotes, scriptures, and then you can walk off feeling good. But God, in his church, in his kingdom, is trying to teach you how to build capacity. Tell somebody I'm growing up and building capacity. Yeah, I'm building my spiritual capacity. I, I, yeah, yeah. I, I got to learn to grow big in my capacity of the spirit. My God shall supply. Oh, how many? Oh, my needs. So you have to understand that God supply starts with the quickening of him. I'm going to give you a couple of scriptures real quick. You don't have to put this up. I just want you to write them down. I'm going to read them quick. Psalm 71, 20. Thou which hast showed me great and sore troubles shall quicken me and shall bring me up, uh, up again from the depths of the earth. Psalms 80, 18. So will not we go back from thee? Quicken us and we will call upon thy name. Quicken us and we will call upon quicken me and I will call upon quicken me. I don't want to call if I don't have a quickening. So sometime in prayer, when you say, well, don't take all that. No, it does. But see, you think you're already there. I know I'm not there. So I, I'll sing a song a little bit. What I'm doing, I'm waiting for my quickening. Lord, you're good. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I'm still in my flesh, though. Lord, I thank you. You are mighty. You are strong. I'm still in my flesh, though. I'm waiting for my quickening and as soon as you quicken me something starts to happen I say God I'm really starting to believe this now I'm really starting to get this now and he quickens you and now you come into the spirit quicken me God and I'm going to submit to your name we, we got too much control over what we think God is warning and doing Quicken me. When you're praying, wait for the, if, if the quickening don't come, stay a little longer. Tell, all right, see, tell somebody, stay a little. If he doesn't quicken you, you're going to argue when you come out. All right, see. If, all right, see, y'all don't, if he don't quicken you, you're going to fight when you come out of prayer. You just came out of prayer. You are, go, you are going, that flesh is still going to pick you. It takes a quickening of God to deal, bring you in the heart element to know that he is God of what he said. Somebody says it's a quickening. It's a, it's a quickening. Let me give you a couple of more. Psalms of David. He, he's trying to show you something here. Psalms 
119.25. My soul cleaveth unto the dust. Quicken thou me according to thy word. He's, he's going to use his word to quicken you. Psalms 119.40. Behold, I have longed after the priests, after thy precepts. I have longed after thy How many of y'all longing after his precepts? Amen. Watch this. Quicken me in thy righteousness. Last one, Psalms 119. It's not the last scripture, but I'm just, I'm, this is the last one I'm reading. 119.50. This is my comfort in my affliction. This is my what? Comfort. All right, so now I'm about to give you a principle of comfort. You ready? For thy word had, thy word hath quickened me. This is my comfort. I told you the versions. Y'all got the light version. I gave it to you. <laughs> Thy word have quickened me. When I need comfort, if you, God, <laughs> I'm not going to blame them for my miscomfort. I, 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 I miss my quickening this morning. I, I'm not going to blame you for how I'm looking at you. I, I miss something this morning. I need you to quicken. If you don't quicken me, God, I'm going to be a mess. If you don't quicken me, I'm not going to know what to say. If, all right. If you don't quicken me, I won't know what to stand on. Quicken me. God is waiting to quicken you. Thy word. Thy word, you quicken me, God. I, I need you to quicken me every day. Give me, come on, this daily bread. This is a daily bread. I, if you can quicken me with one word, I can live this whole day on that word. In fact, if you mature enough, you can live uh, uh, your whole life on the word. That, that's how powerful a word is. You can live your whole life on a word. You can beat a devil by one word. Y'all, <laughs> Jesus. If you knew how powerful the word, you can beat a devil by one word. My whole life, just pick one. One sword stroke, wow, you'll take him every time. One sword stroke, woo. Every time the devil tries to get one sword stroke, boom, you take him out every time because you learn to be quickened by the Spirit. So this is how he builds your appetite. He's teaching you his language. I, I, don't, come on, I want you to learn. Somebody say, I need to learn. This is more than just unction. This is more than feelings. This is, he's teaching you this. It, this is how you're going to have a daily life by the Spirit. You're going to learn how to live by the Spirit, the capacity of the Spirit. Every day you wake up, you got to go into the confines of the, uh, and allow God to work through you to make sure that you have enough oil for the day. That is someone who've learned that uh, we don't fight. We don't fight with our own tools. Our might is not in ourselves. Our might is in him. You know why? Because we don't fight against flesh and blood. It would be different if I was fighting. See, if I were fighting flesh and blood every day, I need to be lifting weights. <laughs> that brother ain't going to hit me like that again, huh? <laughs> Get Nonzo to get everybody some protein packs. We'll be in here having class, our spiritual classes. Come on. Yeah, you're going to have to get your army ready like, like the Old Testament. But he said it's not by, see, you, you, you're not fighting like that anymore. You, it's not against flesh. And, see, my, my church is still trying to fight. They're in the wrong exercise. They bring their depression to the wrong. 
They bring their unpeace to the wrong. Yet they're exercising the wrong strength elements. Instead of learning how to build their capacity by the Spirit. But learning how to build that capacity by the Spirit, we have to learn to trust in our God. Can you say amen? amen. Hallelujah. Now, I want you to understand. When God quickens us, what he's trying to get out of you. Are y'all following? Y'all stand with me. What he's trying to get in you and through you as an encounter. Okay? He's trying to get an encounter with you. He, he wants to have an encounter with you. This is why. He has to make that word real to you. All right. <laughs> he he got to make that word personal to you. Because if the word don't become personal, you can say it, but it doesn't mean anything. It has meaning. But it doesn't mean thing to you. I can say God is a provider, but be broke. Yeah, yeah. And don't believe he provides for me. Yeah. All right, church. All right, y'all. Oh, glory. I, nah, man. I, I can say he can heal and don't think he can heal me. I can say he's a deliverer. He's a way maker and be dealing with all kinds of traumatic experiences. So just because I say it doesn't mean that the storyline has changed in my heart. So what God says, I need to have an encounter with you so you can make this personal. And as much as you make my word personal is as much as I'm building your capacity. Come on, somebody say, I got to make it personal. You say, what I'm going in, why I'm going in a room and closing the door? I'm about to go, I'm about to go work a word. Y'all, all right. You, why you going in there like that? Ain't nobody in there. Yeah, somebody in here. Because this word is alive. I got to work this word on myself. Because if I don't work this word, you better be careful. I might look at you. All right, see, y'all in there making this personal. See, you believe too much in the flesh. I might look at you wrong. We have no real spiritual understanding about what we do because we've lost the understanding that God needs to change the storyline of our hearts. Tell somebody he's changing the storyline of my heart. So when a woman is at her place about to deliver, she's pregnant. Somebody say I'm pregnant. Yeah, you're pregnant with destiny. You're pregnant with purpose. You're pregnant with all kinds of things. And God is saying, I got to train you in the way that I move, the way that I am, the way I got to train you in such a way because I need you to deliver. How many of you want to deliver? I, I, I'm tired of going around and I, I want to deliver God. I, I'm tired of being stopped up and blocked up and cycling. I, I want to deliver. He's saying, I, I got to prepare you for your delivery. Last week, we talked about casting our care. Somebody say the care. Yeah, through the care. What you care about. What, what you care about brings you into the proportion. What is God after? He's after what I care about. He's after what? Which means I can't give God anything. Because he has to deal with your cares 
so you can learn his word and entrust him. And when you start entrusting him, watch this, he transformed your cares from earthly carnality, containment, to spiritual reality. To what? So when he changed your cares in that way, your prayer life is actually changing. How many feel like your prayer life is changing? Some of us are coming out of carnal, I'm not going to say common prayers, to spirit prayers. And all of us start sometime from ourselves. There's nothing wrong with that. But, but when you learn God, you learn how to push out of yourself quickly. Because it's travail that puts you into the burden of God. I have to get into God's burden so I can get the yoke off of me. That yoke can't break unless I can't see beyond me. Tell somebody, this yoke got to break. This yoke, this yoke got to, yeah, this, I, I don't know what this yoke, this ain't God's yoke. God said my yoke is easy and my burden is light. There's a burden and there's a yoke. I, I got to get this yoke off. I don't know what this is. Is it a generational yoke? Is it a psychological? I don't know what the yoke is, but they got to come off. So what God does, it says, when you come to me, don't give me anything. I come with me with what you're really mad at. You, you know what's common in the church. Don't, don't, don't beat me up. But I, I want to show you how far we've gotten. When we have a church, when we know we are unforgiven, it's, listen, listen, it's nothing wrong with being unforgiven when you know it. But for us to think we can continue to contain life without forgiving is the deception. So for people to be so comfortable in unforgiveness, it shows where we are in the church. We can be unforgiven and still think we're forgiven. Uh-oh. Yeah, yeah. Hold on. Hold, hold on. See, no, no, no. Because see, no, because if we're going to come out forgiven this morning. Can you say amen? It's a danger. He said, who's bewitched you? We, we've been bewitched for people to think. And violate the scripture openly. You can violate, today you can violate the scripture openly. And they want you to pray to get them where they violate the scripture. All right, see some of y'all here in hell and fire, you're missing what I'm saying. You cannot go to the government, this government, and violate the law. And ask them for what you're trying to get. So it's interesting that we, can, we do that in the church. Because God will hear you, Pastor, just pray. I'm not going to live with what you're talking about yet. And I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm, but just pray and then he'll forgive me. Oh, no. Some of y'all have a problem. How many of y'all know this is pure word? I didn't bring you to hell. So you, you, we want to violate the word but get the outcome. Violate the word, but get the outcome. And we help people do that. Because we're not deep enough in people's lives. Know them who labor among you. You don't just talk to them and tell them the grace of... No, 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 no. No, you just don't say the grace of God on everything. Know them who labor. Know where they are. 
But because we like to choose what we submit to, I have to be excusatory about how they submit to you. Because they can choose today. All right, maybe this is too, I, I told you I need some pastors because these, we choose what we want to submit to today. Oh, yeah, we choose. We choose what we want to hear. It's interesting, everything in the Bible, God will show a person who he submitted to because of the work that he's trying to get out of them. But we choose today. If we don't like you, we just go to the next one. I don't like your smoke machine, we go to the next one. Your ministry right there, I don't like that, we go to the next We choose, we're still in autonomy and self-government. We choose it. Because just in case you say what I don't like, not knowing in discipleship, it takes us to disagree. Y'all hear that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, you're not really in real discipleship until we start disagreeing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, y'all thought that we agree about everything. No, I, I didn't agree with everything my leader. Sometimes I looked up inside his head like, I know I ain't no liar. So somebody lied. <laughs> But you learn to submit to the word. You learn to submit to what? See, the problem is when the agreement of of alignment is because of man and not the word, that's where we, see, see, we've learned to entertain men. And when you entertain men, you stay because your mindset stay, not because the spirit said anything. You might have some scripture for it too. So you have to realize God has a real government. And how he does things in the spirit, he's giving you an appetite to understand how spiritual elements work. And it's for our good. Somebody says for our good. All right, Jesus, let me stay online here. Tell somebody I want what he wants. Yeah, I want what he wants. It's not always going to be happy and not always going to be good. There are many times say, I don't want to submit to this man. He asked for too much. Every time I talk to him, I feel I got to be spiritual. I better have a word from God. And that's not it at all. But, but see, it's doing something in you. I've talked to some of y'all on the phone. You try to pray real quick. He passed my call, left to go pray and to come back. <laughs> Tell somebody it's for my good. It's... it's <laughs> I'm not here to hurt you. I'm not here to judge you. It's for my good. Come on, we all in the boat. You was eating a little too much ice cream. I need to check. You hear me? So God is trying to get you to be conditioned by the Spirit. And how he conditions you is by an encounter. Somebody say it's an encounter. Yeah, it's an encounter that's changing me because the problem is until I have encounter, watch this, I don't have a true conviction about it. Come on, we're going line upon line for a second. Let me make sure I'm not out of time here. I might be. Because until you have a conviction about it, you, 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 you consider other things. Go to the scriptures, uh, 2 Corinthians 7.10 real quick. 2 Corinthians 7.10. Watch this. For godly sorrow worketh... Godly what? Godly sorrow worketh... Repentance. Leading to 
So godly sorrow work at repentance leading to salvation. Not to be regretted, but the sorrow of the world produces death. So to be sorry is not always spiritual sorry. And because, see, it takes an encounter for God to show you you, for you to really see the reality and the truth about that thing. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? So as I build an encounter with God, he actually is showing me, and, and, and once he showed me, once, once I'm enlightened by the word, I know now. How many of you ever had a prayer in the encounter, something God showed you, and you're like, whoa. And your heart just started to, God, forgive me. I, I didn't know that that, that was what I was doing. Now, see, from that day forward, you have a godly repent. But if I am not encountering God from a heart matter placement, what I'm doing in my head is saying, God, forgive me because you know, I know, you know, you know, I know, you know, you know. And, and, and I'm saying it from because of I got caught. I, maybe, maybe because you might look at me different. Maybe because of this. And maybe because the tears are not always because it's understanding God. Now, I'm not rejecting your tears, but I want you to understand that there's a difference between God seeing you as he wants you to see him. Yeah. Then you just crying because of what's going on in your life. Yeah. And most of the cries is because of what's going on in our life. And God is saying, I need to transition that cry out of what's going on in your life into you seeing what I care about. When you see what I care about, when you allow me to take you down that road, that trajectory, I'm going to show you what my kingdom, what I care about. Now the cry of your heart is, because you cared so much for me, because you believed so much... See, see, it's a difference. When somebody believes in you and you do something wrong, that's a cry. Because you, 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 you're wanting to get out, but they keep looking at it. Love is too much. Like, why would you still love me and I'm still messed up? That's seeing God from the perspective of why he came. But when we go into the depths of I need to do better, and I, 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 I am going to get it right. I am going to get better. How many of y'all know we like those eyes? Come on, all of us. Jesus, y'all know, don't put your hand up. I am, I know, I, I, we can write whole sentences. Not knowing I is leading to continual death. Which means, watch this, even my mess up should point to him. Because what the mess up is showing me is that I need more capacity. And if I have more capacity of grace by the spirit, I'm learning to stand in your strength, not my own. Because I will never get it right. I will never get it right. Tell somebody, I will never get it right. But you through me will. Can you say amen? Come on, we just teaching. Y'all all right with this? Glory to God. 
Now, let, let me come to the end of this here. I got two minutes. <laughs> see, see, I'm teaching you. I have to lay a foundation of travail first. See, I can't just tell you to go travail if we don't know what travail is. You, you, you got to know how God looks at things. And when you understand a travail, you, you understand. See, I, I can't avail until I travail. And when we're dealing with registries, see what brought me through. And, and you can attest this to my wife. I was always in prayer and I didn't know what it called it. I didn't have a language for it. But I learned that travail brings me to prevail. And when you learn that it's travail that brings you to continual prevailing, you learn how to continually stay with God in everything. If I'm confused, I got to pray. If I don't know what to do, I got to pray. If I'm lost, I got to. If I'm tempted, I got to. What have you put your trust in? Travail will help you, push you to prevail. Can you say amen? Let, let me prove it to you. I, I want you to go to Romans 8, 26. Romans 8, 26 quickly. Watch this. Likewise, the Spirit also helps us in our infirmities. The Spirit also helps us in our what? He helps us in our in. So the Spirit is helping. Who's helping? The Spirit is helping us in our infirmities. Watch this. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought. We don't know what to pray as we Okay, so let's transition for a second. Without the quickening, you don't know what to pray for. You thought you were praying because of what you just did. But actually what you just did was because of unbelief of something else. So sometimes the quickening brings you into depth of what the reality of the situation is. Oh yeah, you hear what I'm saying? So he said, you don't know how to pray as you ought to pray. Let's keep reading. But the Spirit itself make it intercession for us through words. I'm just checking to see if y'all paying attention. Through speaking in tongues, through, okay, so we don't have to teach this. Through me just saying a lot of stuff. The Spirit himself makes intercession for us with which be, also we don't have an utterance. All right, Jesus. I haven't reached. We cannot. See, this is the problem. See, spiritual people know the time for tongues. You, you, you see, you, you, you now, the, Paul said, speak, he speaks in tongues more than anyone. He wants us to speak in tongues. Tongues are good, but there's times that God, until you learn that language, he wants you to be quiet. And let the depths of your being start to cry out. There's a cry of God in you. If God is in you, sometimes that groaning comes out of you. It's God in you saying, hey, God, that's God in you. He's screaming. He's trying to find expression. 
He's trying to what? He's trying to find expression. That, 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 that travail, I, 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 that travail, that travail is doing something through you. Which means every depth of your life, God is trying to find expression. So you're going to sense a, a need to go break through. How many of you sense that need to go break through? Come on, you, you sense that need to go break through. That's God in you trying to find continual expression. Ah, he, he, he's giving you a different language. When you cast out that so many times, though, when you cast that off so many times, though, you found a security in the flesh. And so what God has to do, are y'all all right? See, sometimes I have to show you the workings of God, the ways of God, because it helps us to not realize that the devil isn't always doing something and or God not mad at you. He's just trying to get something through you. So, so, so what God has to do sometimes because of our trust areas, he brings us to the end of ourselves. All right, don't leave too early. Y'all stay with me. Stay with me. When that thing is bigger than God, he got to bring you to the end of yourself. Some of us are coming to the, all right. You're coming to the end of your, because see that might you have, that power that you have, it's too much. And, and it, it's, it's overloading what the spirit wants to do. Because, see, your way is not directed. You, you're praying. So if you're going to pray that God helps you, he's helping you. The problem is the way he's helping you. Have you ever asked somebody, somebody wanted advice but didn't want advice? Because when they found out that you wasn't actually agreeing to their advice, Something switched. All right, I knew everybody wasn't going to like this. I thought you was going to agree with me. If I agree with that direction, I'm signing off on you going in your strength. So before I agree with that direction, I need to see if you have soil that solidifies the grace capacity for where you're trying to go. Y'all, you see, this is, this, is, this is kingdom language. This is, you, you see, you and we keep looking as believers. We give people passes. Jesus said, if you see them about to do the wrong, why are you going to tell them it's right? But because we've learned to place grace everywhere and violate the kingdom principles that govern direction, we can do that. Stop signing off on everything. It's better just be quiet. God knows that if the soil that you are around is not strong enough to solidify the mental and psychological and the spiritual in you, you are going to fail in that area. All right, let's, I feel like some of y'all still hit me with the religious things. Right, let, let's go. Undertones. I see. I can see. Watch it. All, all right. Let me prove. How many of you know? No matter what job you have, you're a worker of the kingdom of God. You're a worker of the what? So if you, I have given you the five pastors, teachers, evangelists, uh, pastors for the equipping of the saints for the what? For the what? For the work of the. Ministry until we all come to the unity of the faith in the knowledge 
of the son. If you're going out there and you don't have the knowledge of the son, you're not equipped in faith, how in the world are you going to give me your highlight motivational speech about where you're about to go? I know this. See, these things get us in trouble. You, 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 you see, but we allow that because we are not understanding that that's not even good for them. Just because it's in their eyes they think that's good for them, that doesn't mean it's good for them. Speaking the truth in love. But even sometimes the truth, it doesn't sound good. It, it hurts. Before God send you, he will always prepare you. Before God send you, he will always what? So he'll, your next stop is not the promised land. Your next stop is the next submission class. Because before he send you, he has to prepare you. Don't allow the rebellion of the past to become your rebellion of the now. I know this like because I remember I remember churches. I remember pastors. I know how they do. They just want you to sit in the chairs and pay their tithe and do this and do that. I was submitted there, and I know how this works. See, don't allow somebody rebellion to become your rebellion. Don't be careful allowing other disorderly conduct to become your conduct. Just because man did wrong doesn't mean God changed the order. Just because man did it wrong doesn't mean God changed how he orchestrates. The ordinance of heaven is still in alignment. Can you say amen? All right, let, let, let's get out of here. Uh, I think I need about three hours to teach this thing. All right, we'll skip over that. I have the whole, two whole pages. Jesus. How many of y'all learning something? I'm going to give you this last one. Because we're still in travail. Because I have to help you understand that you, you grow through encounters with God. But for you to understand how to uh, appropriate that encounter, you've got to know how God speaks, how God moves, how, what he's looking through in you. You don't be ashamed of prayer. Can you say amen? amen. No. Watch this. James 1, 2, 2, 2 through 8. Last one. You can give me a little music. If the babies cry, don't worry about it. We, everybody in here, not everybody, but you probably at least watched kids before. You'll be all right. Learn to micromanage. Sometimes you learn how to micromanage so much the babies be crying really hurt. <laughs> and you learn how to tune them out. And then you wake up and say, oh, Lord, she really? <laughs> no, she really hurt. Oh, Jesus, I James 1, 2, watch this. My brethren. Forgive me, forgive me, forgive me, forgive me. See, see, let, let me give you something really quick. No, we, we'll go here, watch this. My brethren, count it all joy when you, and now that's not encouraging. In the beginning when I read that, it wasn't encouraging. I thought I came to church to be encouraged. <laughs> Count it all joy when you fall in various trials. But why? Go, go to the next one. Knowing that the testing of your faith is producing something. 
produces patience. Give me the next one. But let patience have its perfect. So it's producing what? But patience for the perfect. Which means God is saying, I need you to learn to wait on me. I need you to have patience with how I move in the spirit. This is why he said patience. The adversary's goal is to make you hurry up. He rushes you pre-time. Start it pre-time. Write it pre-time. Do it pre-time. Because if you do it pre-time, what you know now could be wrong later. All right, Jesus. What you might hold as truth now could, might be wrong later because as you grow in God, you see more of justice. As you grow and see more of God, you see more of his, who he is. The just shall live by what? Faith. So you don't know justice outside of faith. If you can grow in faith, if you can, all right, I'm teaching you something here. Y'all catch me? If you grow in faith, that means you grow in justice. So you can walk around here knowing people think they know justice. You don't know justice. Because, see, justice could be you throwing something on the ground, but somebody else, that's justice. We have different systems based on our maturity. Justice is known in Christ. That's why the church is supposed to be the first preeminence in the the establishment of what freedom looks like. Not what you think it is out here. Can you say amen? Amen. Count it all joy when you fell into various trials, knowing the... uh, uh, the testing of your faith produces patience. Let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, not lacking what? Anything. Not lacking anything. If anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask of what? So the problem was wisdom. I'm going to move on. We've got to learn to be elevated in levels of faith. But he said, let your faith go through trial. Let your faith go through what? I got to allow you to go through that. It doesn't mean that it's going to take you out. See, when we hear trial, we think we're about to go. Just because it's a trial don't mean I didn't overcome it. Just because it's a trial doesn't mean I didn't overcome it. When you learn how to walk in spiritual capacity, you, you, sometimes you don't even notice trial until God saying a real big one. Because you're so familiar with how Jesus won the victory. You smile at people. Uh-huh. <laughs> that devil ain't about to get over on me. Yeah. Yeah. Not, see, you don't allow things to take you like that. Because you learn the language of trial. And God is trying to see, are you, can you stand the test of time? Count it all joy when you fall in various trials. I'm showing you something real quick. Hurry up and get there, Pastor. Watch this. I'm showing you something. I want you to go one more scripture. One more scripture. Watch this. Watch this. One more scripture. Hebrews, real quick. Hebrews 6.11. Hebrews 6.11. I'm trying to show you that travail teaches you how to endure trial. Some of you might need to write that down. Travail teaches you how to endure trial. Travail is something that, it's a, it's a pain. 
But there's, it's not just a pain, it's a God divine pain. You say, what is travail? You keep saying travail. Travail is, it's like a woman in labor and she's travailing. Ah! Ah! Jesus, my wife, she's strong. That, that was a true travail. Almost broke my hand, Jesus. Travail is a, it's, it's, it, it's something that's pushing. It, 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 it's, it's, it, it's expanding you. But in that expansion, you sense it. You feel it. Ah! God! It's God trying to find expression. God! You're coming out of that, that, that hold, God. You're coming out of the cage, God. You're coming out of bondage, God. He's saying, this travail, God, I just... When I, when I see that you're expanding, it's, something is coming out. I'm putting something in while something is coming. Your purpose is coming out while I keep giving. I'm putting in more spirit capacity while purpose is coming out of you. God. God. You say, what is that I'm feeling? I'm feeling the burden of God. God. I'm mature, I, I've learned it's not about me. I'm, I, I'm, the way I am is because I need to do this. God. Before we pray, I want to answer some questions for some of you. What scripture did I tell you to go to? And we desire that each one of you show the same diligence to the full assurance of the hope you, uh, until the end. Next scripture. That you not become sluggish, but imitate those who through, through what? Now, is this the same faith that get tested in trial? Imitate those who through faith and, uh-oh, so that sound like that thing we just read. That counted all joy thing that, that tests you in faith and then build patience. See, he's saying, I want you to not follow social media uh, because they gave you 10 steps to progress. Y'all are here. I, 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 I didn't want you to think and be bewitched by how you think your direction was because somebody told you, you can get it that way, and you can get it that way, and you can get it that way, and you're going to that way. And we're running around our life. I'm going this way, and then I'm going this way, and I'm going this way, and I got it this way. Well, she sounded better. Well, I go this way. He sounded good. Count it all joy when you fall in various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. Follow after those who have now, through faith and patience, inherited what you've been looking for. The problem is you didn't know it was in your pasture. 
You didn't know it was in your apostle. You didn't know it was in your church. That what you've been looking for, your inheritance is coming in this body. Come on, stand to your feet. Somebody says, coming through the body. You are, what are you looking for? It's right there in your seat. It's right there in earthen vessel. You look, what God is doing in you is teaching you to travail. You say, what made the men? They, they learned to travail. What made them men? What made them? What made them go through? What are we teaching you to be strong and let your faith be tested? This is beyond just helping you get through your week. This is teaching you how to go through. Follow after those who through faith and patience have inherited the promise. He has bewitched this generation to believe that it's not in his house. We've made God's house optional. we made God's ways optional. Everything in the church is optional, but it's something about the world. Everything is permissible. And we don't know it's a bewitchment for, for what's really in you. It's in earthen vessel for you to, for God to get it out of you. He has to put that thing in you and he has to teach you how to trust him. And when you trust him, you learn to travail. Ah, get it out of me. Which means the prayer, the prayer meeting should be the biggest meeting. Ah, get it out. Jesus. I don't care what I look like, but Jesus, hey, that should be the, that should be, that's you coming out. But we come optional. We come optional and God is saying, don't let them follow after everything. I got to teach them how to follow after me. Because see, I know, I know if I'm building, you know why? They can handle trial. You know if I'm building them, if they can handle trial. If they can handle trial, you are not building them. It's not about excitement. If that excitement can push through trial. masquerading church for excitement but nobody can handle trial nobody can handle a conversation nobody can handle we can't even walk together we can't and he said they're gonna know you how you love each other who has bewitched you we bring people on different platforms that are motivational speakers no know nothing about the spirit when he just said follow after those who by faith and patience have endured you say what are they going to teach me they're going to teach me how to stay in prayer they're going to teach me how to stay with the spirit they're going to teach me how to stay with god they they're not going to compromise they they're not going to even try to make me feel better if it's not the right feel better they're going to always point back to jesus Change is going to be broke through through your travail. That thing is streaming in you. That thing that's streaming out of you is God saying, I want you to go deeper. 
Some of you, I came to tell you, you're going deeper. You said, I feel like I've gone deep, but you're going deeper. You're going so deep that deep, not even deep anymore. Y'all better hear me. See, when you get into the realms of the spirit, you actually, watch this, because God is out of time. Sometime I'm praying, I forget what time, I, that, that was 10 minutes. It could have been two hours. But because God is not in time, when you pray in the spirit, you go deep with God. You can travel and travail there for long. Some of you, God is saying, I just need you and me, and we're going to travail. When I, when I highlight what's not me, I need you to go. Lift your hands really quickly. Come on and just open up your mouth. Glory, Jesus. We are in a season, God shared this with me. We're in a season of travail. If the church don't pray, we got a problem. I said, if the church don't pray, we got a problem. And the first prayer, he's saying, I need them to individually be wrapped. Come on, before I can wrap the city and before I can wrap the community, before I can wrap the family, I need you to have an individual wrap. I need you to wrap and captivate yourself by my travail in your being. Travail, let me come out of you. I need to speak to you and come through you. Come on, he's wrapping your mind. He's wrapping your mentality. He's wrapping you for your family. He's wrapping you for your children. He's wrapping you for your marriage. He's wrapping you. When the church prevails, Zion will break through. When the church prevails, Zion will break through. There cannot be an availing without a prevailing. There cannot be an availing without a prevailing. I know where my help comes from. When I need help, I don't go to anybody else. I don't, I, 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 before I, just, the, the doctor has its place, but before I go to the doctor, I, I, I need to check the spirit. I might find a, a healing component in the spirit before I go in my brokenness and, and I need a counselor. I need to check the spirit. They might have a word up there that can get me through my day, get me through my life. Hey, Shataya. When the church prevails, when the church prays, chains can be broken. When the church prays, things will be initiated. When the church prays, Jesus said, if they can humble themselves, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways. I, I didn't lie. You said, what's wrong with the land? I didn't lie, it wasn't on me. I told them they seek my face and turn. I will heal their land. I declare that your land and your house will be healed. Your marriage land will be healed. Your children land will be healed. 
Your financial land will be healed in the name of Jesus. Hey! If the church will pray, we can get healing in the land. If the church will travail and stop being ashamed of the gospel, we will get things done. wants us ashamed they want us ashamed they want us ashamed but I declare you won't be ashamed anymore you say why because now I got real capacity and capacity proves itself y'all better hear me which means I'm coming from a talking Christian to an activated Christian when I have asked me I stop being talking and I'll be activated and when you activate it Nobody can stop God. You might can talk me out of when I talk to you, but you can't talk out of a miracle. You can't talk out of a breakthrough. You can't talk out of a demon being cast out. Yeah, you can talk, but when I do that, the kingdom has showed up. Lift your hands really quickly. Hey, God. Jesus. I'm praying some of you, God is putting a burden of travail on you. God is reissuing a, a burden of travail on your life. You, you are going to be a praying giant. Come on, before you can be a prophesying giant, you need to be a praying giant. Before you can be a preaching giant, you need to be a praying giant. Before you can, come on, before you wanted your title, let your title be proven by your capacity. It's your capacity that proves you. It is not your collar. It is not your suit. It is not your wig. It's your capacity. It's your capacity. It's your capacity that's going to gain influence again. When the church travails, he says, Zion can break through. That's what your scripture says Zion can break through. Their children can break through. The passageway to your breakthrough was on your knees. It's been in your mouth. You say, how does it work, Pastor? Because I'm learning like I'm supposed to. That's good. This is why. When you hear a word, it agrees with the spirit that you have, but not of working. So the responsibility of the church is to give you the word to agree with you. But when you get home, the responsibility of the Holy Spirit that you have is to take you through the process. Some of you are going through the process. I heard it now. I know it. I have no excuse for it. But now I'm going to learn to travail through it. Because now you messed me up, Pastor, because I know it. I can't excuse myself anymore. Now I got to say, excuse me. I need to get to my God. He's going to take me through this thing. I'm in transit to a new way. I'm in transit to a new life. I'm in transit to a new snare, y'all soon.
Hey. Come on, you're in transit. Come on, you're in transit. Come on, you're in transit. Open up your mouth. I'm in transit. But I'm going through transit correctly. Those chains got to fall. 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 Those addictions got to break. Those addictions will break. Those addictions will break. Those cycles will fall. Those cycles will fall. In the name of Jesus, I'm going to travail through this thing. I'm not going to cycle in this. Praise when Zion travails. When Zion travails. When Zion travails. You're building me strong, God. You're building me strong, God. You're building me strong. You're building me strong for my family. You're building me strong for my children. You're building me strong for my call. You're building me strong for my mantle. Oh, God, I made it some things. But forgive me for what I made it. It is all about you. It is all about you. Listen. Keep praying. I want you to understand. This morning, God is telling some of you, you got to open up your mouth again. The adversary has made you quiet. He has shut your mouth, and when he shuts your mouth, you don't have the victory that you're called to have. I declare that you're going to open up your mouth again. I pray the burden of travail to be on your life. When you don't know what to do, open up your mouth and pray. When you're lost, open up your mouth and pray. When you're emotionally busted, open up your mouth and pray. And you declare every chain broken. You say, I don't feel like it all the time. I got to get there. It doesn't matter how I feel. I got to get my breakthrough. I got to get my freedom. I got to get my joy back. I got to get my children back. I got to get my marriage back. Father, hey, hey, God. We give you praise. 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 Father, we thank you that this day we declare that those chains are broken. Broken off of our life. Broken over our mind. Broken over our perspective. Hey. It's broken. It must be broken. We will travail. Travail. We're going to travail through these birth pains. 
you say, where's the pain? It's birth pains. What's the pain? It's birth pains. It's birth pains. It's birth pains. Oh, yeah. I'm coming into my purpose. I'm coming into my destiny. I'm coming into what I'm supposed to be. I'm coming into my freedom. I'm coming into my joy. I'm coming into my breakthrough. And when I come out, I'm getting everybody else out. When I come out, my children got to come out. When I come out, my marriage got to come out. When I come out, my family is coming out. But I got to come out. I got to come out. I'm coming out. I'm coming out, Jesus. We're coming out, Jesus. We're coming out, Jesus. He's building an army. We're rising up. 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 With every hand lifted. Father, we thank you. We declare that chains are broken. We will not be silent. We will not be silent. You have put the word in our mouth. And because you inhabit the praises of your people, he will wish that we be silent. But today, God, we declare that we are going to open our mouth. We thank you for the burden of travail this morning. And to know that we are transformed in our hearts by your word. We thank you for you building our capacity. You're building our capacity. Say, God, you're building my capacity. I'm learning to handle more. I'm learning to, to have your word. I'm learning to take on more. I'm learning to stand and know your God in every area of my life. Thank you for your dealings in me. You are the author and the finisher. We thank you, Jesus. Father, we pray that you keep producing by your spirit and we will travail. We will not cast off your quickening. We say continue to quicken us that we be made anew. We give you the praise this morning and we declare that the word will not fall to the ground that we will leave this place and let this burn in our hearts. That we will not be the same again. We give you the praise, honor, and glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. Give God a hand clap if you can. How many know the chains are broken? How, come on, how many of you believe the chains are broken? Come on, believe that. Believe it. Don't believe it because you see it. Believe it because you said it. 
When you start believing because you said it, you're going to see it. Y'all better hear me. Some of you only believe when you see it, but when you say it, believe it. And if you believe what you said, you're going to learn to see it. Because I said it. It is so. In the name of Jesus. We thank you, God, that your word is victory. Your word is victory over our life. Your word is victory over our situation. And you are God Almighty. We thank you this day. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Give God one more hand clap. I want to leave you with this. God wants to quicken you. This week he's going to quicken you. And I'm going to give you a homework assignment, church. When he quickens you, I want you to allow him to teach you to travail. See, one, one of the things about us is what pain hides. But it's not that the trouble is not there. It's what I do with it. But I can feel it. No, you can feel it. What God wants you to do when you feel that and he quickens you, you bring that up and you get it out. Somebody say, I got to get it out. And when you get it out, that proved that your care went into him. And when that care went into him, he dropped something upon you. Y'all better hear me. And whatever he drops upon you, it's called grace. So you go from deliverance travail to divine alignment travail. My first stream out is my deliverance. My second stream out because I see his purpose. Y'all better hear me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my first stream out is my what? Deliverance. But my second stream out is my way maker. My, my way being made. I'm screaming because I see who I'm supposed to be. And I'm like, God, I'm going to be that. I got to get there. I'm sorry, some of y'all, these people are crazy. Yeah, we, you got to lose your mind sometime for Jesus. See, when you walked a little long with the devil, he, he, he's been dealing with you too long. Yeah. See, he don't play fair, so you got to learn how to not play fair. You got to learn how to stop worrying about what people say and get to your God. Tell somebody, excuse me, I might look a little weird. It, it might look a little, a little crazy, but you don't know what I've been through. You don't know it's the grace of God that brought me out. You don't know what I used to look like. You don't know what I used to be like. You don't know it was God you did it for me. Oh, excuse me. Excuse me. When it comes to my God, I might look a little weird, but I'm not here to entertain you. I got to get free. I'm not here to entertain you. I got to be delivered. I, I can't afford it any longer. It, it, it might not take all that for you. It take all that for me. Yeah. It, it, it might not take that for you, but you don't know how much it has to take me to see him. Ah, I have worship endurance. I'll stay here all night. Father, we thank you. Well, Father, we thank you. 
what's the problem? I feel the fight burden on you. That, see, I know you're growing. You know why? You got more strength to you got more strength to take back what he stole from you. You say, what's going on? He, he's building your strength to take it back. What are you doing to me, God? I'm giving you strength to tell hell no and take back what he stole from you. You take it back. I'm not going to lie and die. I'm taking it back. I'm not going to stay stale and die. I'm taking it back. Hey. I'm taking it back. I'm taking it back. When you go home, tell your spouse, excuse me. If you can't pray, honey, I got to take it back. If you're not going to do it, I got to do it. I can't wait no longer. I got to take it back. I got to take it back. I got to get it back. I got to get it back. And this time I'm going to keep it. And this time I'm going to keep it. I'm not losing it anymore. You're not going to get it anymore. I'm keeping it this time. You say, why all this? I'm seeing transactions being made in the heavenlies. Why? You say, what's going on? I'm seeing God breaking things loose. What has he been waiting on my mouth? Father, we thank you. We thank you, Jesus. We praise your name. You deserve the praise. You deserve the glory. For it's by you that we move, that we breathe, that we have our being. There's nothing that we can do without you. We need you, Lord. And today we commit ourselves again in every part of our life to know that you are God. Thank you for showing me me. Can you say that with me? God, thank you for showing me. And now that I know you are the sustainer, the author, and the finisher, I will stand to know your God. We give you all the praise, honor, and glory this day. In the mighty and matchless name of Jesus Christ. If you love him, can you say amen? Amen. 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 Come on, give him a hand clap.